Come, Holy Spirit, take our minds and think with them. Take my lips and speak with them. Take our hearts and set them on fire with love for you. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Jesus tells the Pharisees of all people, I must, I must be on my way to Jerusalem because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Prophets dream that our world should be ruled by love. They rail against the demons of hatred, bigotry, xenophobia, sexism, racism, and ex exclusion. Prophets end up getting killed by evil people who believe that might makes right. Martin Luther King Jr. was a prophet. He spoke to a world that had laws that separated people. He spoke the truth and love to power. Martin Luther King taught that Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. He taught that hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. He was murdered on the 4th of April, 1968, by James Earl Ray in Memphis, Tennessee. A couple of months after his murder, Elvis Presley and Colonel Parker were preparing for a TV special. The murder of Martin Luther King Jr. impacted Elvis in a way that people had never seen before. He told Colonel Parker that they would, should hire Walter Earl Brown, one of their songwriters, and commission him to write a song that expressed his feelings about that assassination. The name of the song is, If I Can Dream. Colonel Parker heard Mr. Brown's rendition of the song. He said, and I quote, this ain't Elvis's kind of song. Indeed, it wasn't. It wasn't Elvis's kind of song. There was nothing to shake your hips to. Just words of meaning. Words that said, if I can dream of a better land where all of my brothers walk hand in hand, then why, oh why, oh why, can't my dream come true? That song was performed first in a TV special in December of 1968. When Elvis first went into the recording studio to record it, unlike what usually happened, Elvis did the rendition perfectly. First take. The background singers did it perfectly. First take. And after that first take, tears were rolling down the faces of the background singers because they had never, ever heard Elvis sing a song with so much emotion and feeling. Martin Luther King Jr. taught that undeserved suffering is redemptive. 
Oh Lord, I hope that's true. I hope with all my heart that's true. Back in 2003, in the spring of that year, it was Passion Sunday, Palm Sunday. Everybody was wearing their Sunday best over at the Church of Nativity. I was serving over there at that time, over in Huntsville. I was going from an early service to the Christian Ed Hour, trying to take off my vestments and walk at the same time. Not the easiest thing for me to do. And my friend Richard stopped me in the parish hall and he said, Father, he said, did Jesus have to die? He said, I don't need Jesus to die for me. He's just been through the service with the palm branches and the hosannas and blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And those cries go from welcoming Jesus to the cries of Good Friday, which are crucify him, crucify him. And Richard was struggling with emotions because for once in his life he had heard the message of that day. Crucify him. And he said, I don't need Jesus to die for me. Did he have to die? Well, a couple of years before that, I had been moved by the sermons of Leslie Weatherhead that were given back in 1945 in London during the bombings there in London. Those sermons are still in print to this day under the title, The Will of God. I highly recommend them. But I was convinced by that set of sermons and I told Richard, my friend, I said, no, I don't believe Jesus had to die. But given the circumstance that Jesus came into the world to deliver a message of love to the world, and given that circumstance that people would not follow, God carried out God's ultimate will, ultimate will, through the hard wood of the cross hoping that that would bring the world to love. I don't believe for a second that Jesus had to die on a cross. The creed simply says, for our sake he was crucified by Pontius Pilate. I can accept that. I can understand that Christ's sacrifice on the cross wills to bring the whole world into the reach of his saving embrace of love. But Friday's horrific slaughter of 49 people praying to their God in the only way they know how is just beyond the pale. Christ Church, New Zealand is where a young man, 28 years old, killed 49 people. It's an outrage. It's evil. And this is the sort of evil that we need to get rid of. It shows how far we've got to go to bring the world to the saving embrace of Jesus. His message of love and peace gets crucified every day in this world. Every day we get the report of the carnage where love wasn't shown, where bitterness and hatred and murder is shown. You know, I could read the German theologians till I'm, my eyes glaze over. It takes about 10 seconds. <laughs> and I've read their theories of atonement, you know, the transactional theory and the substitutionary theory and blah, blah, blah. 
About the best way I can understand the atonement is in an old story. It's a true story in the deepest sense of that word, not historically true, but a true story. It's said a hundred years ago in England, a man named Mr. Miller had the job of operating a railway bridge over a river. His job was to lower the bridge when the train was coming and then raise it back up for the boats to pass under the bridge. One day on a Saturday morning against company regulations, Mr. Miller took his son, his only son, to work with him. Mr. Miller was sitting reading his paper, drinking his coffee out of his thermos, and his son was playing around the gears of that mighty bridge. Call came, said the train was way ahead of schedule, and Mr. Miller needed to hurry to get up to the control tower to lower the bridge so the train could pass over. Mr. Miller ran over to his son and put him on a safety platform. He said, don't you move. Don't you dare move. And then Mr. Miller hurriedly climbed the steps to the control tower and he could see the train. It was already there near the bridge. And he began to push the lever, but before he pushed the lever to lower the bridge, he looked down through a skylight and he could see that his son had climbed back in the gears of that bridge. Mr. Miller had an instant to decide who's going to live, my son or the people on the train. He lowered the bridge, crushed his son. And he could see through the control tower the people in the train drinking their coffee, reading their papers, unaware of what happened. They didn't know. They'd find out about it later in Sunday school. They didn't know what had happened. And he beat against the windows of that control tower and said, Don't you know? Don't you know what I gave up for you? Of course they didn't. They didn't know. It is evil that tries to control, not love. Love doesn't steer. God, predestine, manipulate, dominate, or bully the one that is loved. As Paul wrote to the Corinthians, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Love continues to bear, believe, hope, and endure all the evil that hatred and bigotry directs its way every day in this world. Forty-nine more lives have been sacrificed on the altar of fear and hatred. Will it ever stop? If I can dream of a better land where all of my brothers walk hand in hand, then why, oh why, oh why, can't my dream come true? After telling the Pharisees that he must go to Jerusalem, Jesus says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. 
How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. What made the cross as certain as the sun rising in the east was that the people in Jerusalem were not willing to accept Christ's message of love for all people. All people. Christ is the light of the world. There are still too many dark places. There are still too many hearts filled with hatred and fear of the other. People different from themselves. We're going to have prayer A today. I don't know why this came up in my mind, but we're going to have prayer A in a minute. And there's a phrase in that Eucharistic prayer that has caught my breath for months now. And that phrase simply says, the God and Father of us all. All of us. Pray that hearts can be won over by Christ's sacrificial love. Laws can't do that. Walls can't do that. Guns can't do that. Only love can do that. May we open our hearts to the light of His love and pray the world might be transformed by His saving grace on the cross.